You're listening to a conversation between Andre Dubachet and Dan Cronin, music lovers and music halvers, and Tamara Federici, producer of every band ever, already in progress. First of all, con- congratulations, I guess. I mean, just I saw the feature in Rolling Stone mm-hmm. on you, and I just now realizing how little I knew about you. I mean, I've met you at parties and things like that here in LA, and wow we could use more humble people in LA like you, cause you barely dropped any names. And I mean, we've, here, we've talked a lot of parties and, and I was a little hurt that you've never brought up any of this. I mean, it seems like you, our heroes, our heroes, all of these anecdotes. I would have, yeah, I would have liked to have heard some of this, but and, I'm glad. Yeah. yeah. And looking at your discography, I mean, you, you must be approaching, I don't know, 81 years old. Now, this isn't a video podcast, but I will say from where I'm sitting, you look incredible. Oh, thanks. I'm not asking your age. No, I'm, it's okay. I, I'm you know, guessing you're about 81. 80, 81. I don't know. I no, don't know. I'm, I'm about, I'm, a, I'm, in the, I'm in the 40s. No, but, that doesn't yeah. make any sense at all based on I your know. resume. Yeah, but, that's okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll accept that as an answer, even though it mathematically <laughs> makes zero sense based on the albums we'll be talking about Maybe I, she's a time traveler too you could be a time tra- are you a time traveler i can't answer that specifically but i do want to say i feel like you're a little tied to time and space okay you know i i appreciate that rock and roll does transcend all time and space and logic and you've been there in the stew in the mm-hmm. soup yeah and it but it is it's confounding i mean is it w- well it is one of the albums that i've I know I've mentioned to you before, but I, I love listening to Exile on Main Street, Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. Right. And sure. You're, and you're there, and Exile, of course, referring to the Stones being tax exiles from England. So they rent this mansion, which they called, what was it called? Nelcote Nel or something like that. Yeah. And they're, they're in this mansion, and they're, they're playing, I think Bill Wyman said, from 8 p.m. to 3 a.m. every night, and they're pretending they're black black men from mississippi basically (laughs) but putting out this classic album in 1972 when three months earlier you're finishing up flute rock with jethro Mm -hmm. tull Mm -hmm. i just like the logistics of it all blow my mind and i just i'd love to hear the stories of like when your schedule was craziest or like some of these some of these memories of you jetting all over the world how did you put it all together did you have an incredible assistant did you have a private jet or no Yeah, no. Oh, oh, you you didn't? No assistant? No, no, I didn't. I just, you know, honestly, I kind of just don't even know I'm doing it. You know, it's a a side hustle for me, honestly. Like, I I mean, you guys know me as a writer, and that's what I, I've been working Mm -hmm. on a screenplay for, you know, the... The last (laughs) 50 years? The last last 50, 60 years? Well, the last 15 years. Tamara, turn turn in a draft, Tamara. You can't get too married to the stuff. Well, also, it would seem like some of this stuff would make great fodder for a screenplay or for. That's right. You know, I just yeah. never thought about it. You know, I got really focused on this one idea, and then I really kind of, you know, I spend my nine to fives doing that, and then mm-hmm. I kind of just do this at night. Are you so, still working on that, the one about the cat detective? Yeah, that okay. one's working out. I, I, you know, I, I put some mer people in it, and that made it a little confusing and a little mm-hmm. uh, unrealistic. But you know, every day I'm back there. Um, you know, figuring out the backstory and trying to see how a cat and a and a mer person would would work. I think you know, if I 
finished this screenplay and sold it, I would probably stop doing the band thing altogether. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's wow. sort of yeah, it's kind of you so know, you're I doing I, the band stuff to make ends meet, you know. Yeah, kind of. I just like it. Yeah, people just uh, solicit me mostly, and um, I just got sort of enjoy it. And I didn't really even notice I got to work with so many people. I just realized. Do, do you notice something, Andre? What? She's being incredibly humble. humble. Yeah, that's you're downplaying. You're yeah. you're downplaying the music thing. Like, oh, that's just something I do on the side. You're one of the most credited producers in music, apparently. Oh, uh, actually, you're, you've per, you've worked with. All, I, I don't know of a band that you haven't worked with. Can I? Can we just? Can, sorry, go ahead. Dan. Go no. Go ahead, Andre. I, I was I just going to throw up. Naive in. question. Sure. Yeah. All right. So, in, in the most in the most simple terms, what does the producer of an album do for a band? Because I'm I'm so naive. I, I you know, I know like I, I know like who's playing instruments and who's singing, and and then I know there's an, an engineer who's like mixing it um, mm-hmm. what's what's the producer's role they pick restaurants <laughs> they pick oh. restaurants but <laughs> but they really you know like it changes what i do on an album sort of changes per band like so sometimes i'm picking out the wardrobe for them sometimes i am you know in there helping them write songs sometimes i am shaping their sound um, sometimes i'm trying to give them a new sound sometimes we're trying to put together an album you know, sometimes uh, so big picture stuff, kind of like your your big picture, small picture, sort of George Martin for the Beatles, if he really had his hands in in even more. You mm-hmm. know, so so big picture, small picture. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, you ever have any medium picture? I have some medium picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many Christmas albums have you worked on? Do those oh my gosh, a ton. Yeah, uh, I did a the Muppet Christmas. Um, oh, I've that. done the. Uh, Oh, actually, yeah, that was when one Miss of Piggy my says five golden rings. It's amazing. <laughs> oh was, yeah, you know how many that took her thirty-three takes. So when you're there with Paul McCartney and you're recording, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. I don't know if that was you. Was that you? That was me. Are you thinking this is a bad song? People are going to hate this, or are you thinking this is actually great, or or this is infectious? Some people are going to hate it. Some people are going to love it. Let's see where the chips fall. What was your opinion when you were recording that? I don't remember what year that was. Probably the 80s, right? I think. Which one is it again? Like simply having a wonderful Christmas time. You know what? That's the whole song over and over and over again. Yeah. You know, that, I feel like that was where he was at right then. You know, that's a song that's true to him because he was kind of giddy and sort of, uh, you know, not listening to Christmas themed stuff. You know, it's oh, very- you sound like you're distancing yourself from that track. No, I'm proud of it. I just, uh, you know, when it's, he's, it's so a beat compared to like, oh, uh, you know, oh, Tenenbaum or, you know, uh, all these sad ones or, you know, the pandemic ones now, uh, like a Phoebe Bridgers song. Those are all really, really sad. Uh, like Yeah. His is more like a kid who's wearing knickers about to like play pinochle yeah. yeah so but that was his vibe for that song so you know we please uh, sir it's a it's a joyful holiday can i have more ribbon candy yeah that was kind of the vibe <laughs> right it's kind of like that except he's not an orphan he's rich <laughs> now do you know billionaire. i'm a billionaire <laughs> on, please buy a ribbon candy factory happy christmas sir. do you know andre uh is a generous friend if, you, if anyone if I, if anyone knows Andre Dubachet, he's a yeah. generous friend. 
He'll pick up the tab uh, probably more often than he needs to. He took me to a rock concert at the Forum for a band that I am not uh, a huge fan of, but it's... Oh, oh, that is me. Sorry. I thought thought we were starting the Paul McCartney Christmas song. It does. I thought Paul McCartney was showing up with... (laughs) In a Christmas garland. I... I thought Paul McCartney was going to come in with a xylophone there. Yeah, I forgot to tell you if you if you mention him, he conjure you conjure him up. You uh, crack the code with the Christmas song. Nobody ever asks about that. Good to know. <laughs> no, so anyway, I was saying that Andre took uh, me to see Pearl Jam recently. Oh yeah, they rock. Um, now Andre can talk more about Pearl Jam than I can, but I understand they're from the Pacific North Northwest and they like plaid shirts. Well, that, that was their look when they were... <laughs> that was the know, grunge look, yeah. That was the grunge look. I'm sure, uh, speaking of picking wardrobes, I'm sure the record execs had a lot to do with picking all the plaid out back in 1991, 92. They stopped dressing that way pretty quickly when they were a huge band left to their own devices. Yeah, were you were you there? Did you, you, did you live in Seattle when grunge was big? Like, did you set up shop up there to help that movement take off, like, as a reaction to the eighties pop music. They, we needed like a revisit to Zeppelin. Like how did that come about? Uh, I lived in a tent for about a month there. Right. As that was, uh, you know, movements. I don't know that I shaped so much as, as the bands, but I could see that that was coming. And I did order about, you know, like, uh, 50,000 yards of fabric just to start out. And we, we got a sweatshop going and we that just made, that just made plaid shirts. You're saying, yeah, first of all, it was just red and black. You know, you still see that. You still see that on dudes of a certain age, oh, yeah. all of them, up and down the West Coast. So we had a lot of extra fabric, so we're actually still making those. Yet another huge contribution to American uh, culture that you're just kind of throwing away. Like, yeah, I happen to live. Amazing, yeah. Tamara. Amazing. Just for a month. Now, if you ever, for any reason, it doesn't sound like this would ever happen, but you needed work. Could you saunter into any old recording studio in New York and L.A. and just pick up an instrument and just kind of sit in with whoever was there? Would you be able to do that? How many instruments can you personally play? I can play the clavichord. Okay. I can play the flute. And okay. I can play... Ba- banjo? Any banjo? No banjo. I've got six months of guitar. That's what I can oh, play. I don't want to a- ask for a favor on your podcast, but if you know Tom York, which... I assume you did. I don't know how many Radiohead albums you've produced, but yeah, all oh. of them, right? I mean, you yeah. know, yeah, all, oh, all of, all of them. Yeah, wow, sure, yeah. Um, and, you know, Andre and I have been known to make kind of drum and bass mm-hmm. patois uh-huh. together. Uh, maybe we could give her a sample, Andre. I don't know if you want to start something up. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so like that, I mean, if you could cut that out and then send that to him as a stem and we would get credit as writers on their next release. And if single. you could fill out the BMI paperwork or whatever. Is Just fill that out. And then the checks would they'd find their way to us because we are both members of BMI mm-hmm. through our writing really? experience on TV. Yeah, we are. So wow. we've written for TV. So if you could do that, it would be great. That um, is we're not crazy. asking for that. We're just kind of saying that would be cool. 
God, you must be worth so much money. I know that's a personal question. It might be tacky, <laughs> but my God, you must be rich after all the bands you worked with. Oh, Sorry to bring that up. You worth? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't really checked my bank account. I just oh, you don't even you don't no, look at that stuff. I don't. That's crazy. I don't. I, I have two girls going into college. If you happen to look in that and you just see, oh, there's a lot of zeros there, you know, just throw some the shop. So. <laughs> Right. My way. Oh, oh, like Sarah that. just got it. She loved to shop. It got tacky. It got it got tacky. But Tamara, we can't even wrap our heads around the amount of money you must have. I and can't either. I can't. Either. You know, all I know is I can make it to these all these different gigs. And, um, you know, somehow I still can't finish the screenplay. Do you know the way around your own house? Yes. <laughs> that, I don't. I don't buy that. There's got that has to be one of at least forty-eight rooms in that house. I don't. I have a. I have a. I have a studio yurt in the back, and then I've got uh, four rooms in the front. Simple living. Yeah, <laughs> but that's keeping perfect. it real. Yeah, you know, like places. Every there's always kind of like older, mostly dudes that want to record in a yurt for some reason. Yeah. yeah, well, so. Zach, Zach Brown, man, that's you. All of just them. good down-home country stuff, just, know, just purists. The Oak Ridge Boys were a surprise, but they actually liked it, so okay. Did you egregiously change your personal style? Like, did you buy funny hats and different outfits to change your style to please different bands, or were you pretty much wearing that T-shirt? for the past 50, 40 years. <laughs> no, I'll change it. Like uh, for Phoebe Bridgers, uh, for like recording with her, uh, mm -hmm. I will- um, you Wear know, a lace corset? Yeah, no, I'll become a ghost. <laughs> I was, oh, her, whole okay. vibe, her whole vibe yeah. is, uh, you know- Skeletons, she, yeah. Yeah, get ghostier. So that mm -hmm. was the only note when she was, you know, when she, we were recording her, it was just like get ghostier. God oh, who it. gave you that note? Who, who, the hair, who the hell dares to give you notes? Oh, no, no, no. I gave her the note ghostier. Oh, yeah. you did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, you know, there's so right. So I really can't breathe so well in that, in that thing, in in the uh, ghost outfit. But I just need to see. You know, I don't necessarily need to breathe, or or eat. So um, incredible. Yeah, unless we cut a hole in, then I just wait. What What would you say is the like right now on this podcast? Why don't you just give away a huge secret that you've been holding on to for? 50 years about a musician that we're not supposed to know just spill it just spill it right here you can always edit it out later but just just tell us something okay. something that you've like you you've kind of wanted to tell people but and and maybe now's the time just do it like okay they do know one um do you know you two yeah you two yep yeah yeah that's, i've heard of them that's one dude what yeah. You two yeah. one guy? That's only one so guy. What, but what about the pictures of the band together? It's multiple people. The Edge, Bono, Larry Mullen Jr. That's all. How I is it one guy? It's just Adam Clayton. He's he's a rare amoeba. He's a human amoeba. And he splits so up into four people. He's himself into four people when he plays? Yes. And then he absorbs them at the end of the show. So it's all just Adam Clayton and I it's the weirdest thing and 
I don't know uh, why he. Yeah, why not just be musical genius, Adam Clayton? Why, I why have, pretend to be four people in a band? I have the same question. It feels like a little showy and then also yeah. a little creepy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why wouldn't you totally, just do that? It it totally sounds like something you're making up, but it also sounds completely believable. It's one of those two. Cra- <laughs> it's one of those. You know, it's so big you can't even believe it's. Yeah, but. That's what I've known. It's one. It's one guy. So you're saying there's no Larry Mullen? No, who I think was no. personally. I mean, my there... my my more developed feminine side or gay side, whatever it is, thinks he might be the cutest one in the van. <laughs> but you're you're now saying he's simply he a subset. Yeah, he was the yeah, drummer. You're right. He's the he's a subset of Adam Clayton. You're saying. Yeah, I am. The the odder part is that I think he's the one that put together the band, right? So how is that even possible? If well, he's the four guys. You, well, you answer that. Well, that's what I know. I just know it to be true. So, <laughs> okay. you know, I'm not going to argue with science. I mean, I've seen it once. It's fucked up. All right. What would happen if now you seem you do seem to exist outside of space, time, and science? Mm-hmm. What would happen if we merged Rod Stewart and Tina Turner, in your opinion. Oh my God. That would be sort of what he already is. I feel like he's just. Oh, you, he's, so you're saying, you're saying Tina Turner would just be subsumed I, by, by Rod Stewart. I'm saying Rod Stewart is like 93% ladies legs. <laughs> That's. Okay. I think you would just get a more powerful Tina Turner. Oh, that would be the best case scenario. I, I think you're right. I think it would go the other way. I think the energy would be. I think Tina Turner is more powerful. She I hear would you. Just, she, she would just become more Tina Turner y. Maybe that's happening. Maybe that's currently how it's going. Andre Dubouchet is a writer and actor based in Los Angeles. Go to Linktree, Am Dubouchet for his comedy albums and more. Dan Cronin is a writer and stand up based in Los Angeles. Listen to him as recurring character Terry Mellon on the comedy podcast Valley Heat. Or at dankronin.com. Tamara Federici is gathered here today to get through this thing called life. The editor is Will Velasquez. The audio engineer is Clark Jackson. Executive producers are Carl Adams and Tamara Federici. Join every band ever on Instagram. A world of never-ending happiness you can always see the sun, day or night let's go crazy, woo.